0: Yo, what's up? It's your girl, DJ Nark. What's going on? I'm sitting outside. Hopefully you can hear the birds chirping. Sitting in the grass, actually surrounded by daisies. In my front lawn. And funnily enough, as I was about to begin the podcast, a car came and parked in my driveway, or effectively right in front of it blocking me in and the person has since exited the car gotten into another car and left I'm sure this is somehow easily explained but just that slight infringement on my ability to move around as I like or on my property on my sovereignty because it limits my movement you get it And I am angry, but also hyper-aware. First of all, why is the car there? Second of all, why is it left there? Third of all, did this person in any way think about the fact that there's already a car in this driveway and that person might want to get out of their own driveway? No. And how does that make me feel to not even be a thought on my own property? Hmm. Hold all of those thoughts for a second and don't be alarmed. It's quite a small car and uh, (laughs) there are several ways around everything. So don't worry about that. But hold all of those thoughts for a moment. And let's go back to 1992. Sophomore in high school. Prep for exams is going on. It's October, then it's November, and we're hearing a lot about Spike Lee and this movie that he's made and how he believes, very much so, that every child in the U.S. should cut school and go see this movie. Of course, I was in complete agreement. And I'm not even sure why. (laughs) I can't say that I knew a lot about Malcolm at that age, but I knew enough from the nuns at my grammar school who were Catholic nuns, but extremely involved in um, not charity work, but championing championing the rights of the oppressed, the Native Americans, the Palestinians, um, the South Africans, because when I was in grammar school, they there was apartheid was still a thing in South Africa. So yeah. So I knew enough in that I knew that these nuns also championed the very grassroots, organic uh, solidarity and freedom movement that had grown out of Harlem. Most of the people that lived in that Malcolm X neighborhood of Harlem were African immigrants, and they were a marginalized group in the 80s, uh, just because so much had changed by then. Keep that in mind also. By the 80s, I mean. From when Malcolm was there to the 80s, a lot had changed, and so much of it reflected exactly what he said that they would do. And they did it. So 1992, he's making this very bold claim. They're showing it on the news. Everyone's really shocked that a black man has the right to even think that he can ask the children of the U.S. to do anything, let alone go see his own work. Um, I've always found it confusing how much people don't like Spike Lee, and when you ask them why, it's because they don't like him as a person. But from what I can tell, him as a person is just an artist that works extremely hard and takes his work extremely seriously. Outside of that, Spike seems like, normal to boring. The thing that makes him so exciting is that he has this genius ability, but not even that. It's that he... He works. And he works really, really hard. And he believes hard in what he works in and what he creates. That seems like a really weird thing to dislike someone over. Isn't he, like, really into basketball in the same way? Like, he really believes in puts his all into it. I find it strange when people don't like other people because of their intensity. It's a very airy season conversation. Like, why are you mad that I'm really into something? Anything, you know what I mean? Like, as long as there's nothing horrific going on here, if I'm fanning out over this or that, or super dedicated, even if it is my own stuff that I find incredible, why is that such an issue? I think the only people who take issue with people like that, the only people who are naturally rubbed the wrong way by that personality, are people who haven't found their own voice, who haven't found something they're that passionate about. And so they, when they see someone being super passionate, they're like, now why is that person like even like playing like that? Like why is that person like even acting? Like they're like so into that thing. They're not acting, they're not acting. You just think you're acting because that's what you do, you know, but it's but it's terrifying to come across someone who you realize isn't acting at all. And they actually really believe that you should do some extreme shit to go see the art that they made. When they interviewed Spike about his statement, he was like, what? Like Malcolm X is the completely unknown, you know, outside of like, um black culture like inner city culture malcolm x is completely unknown and that's beyond tragic like that has to be remedied these kids should cut school and go see malcolm x because it's educational (laughs) because they need to know who this person was who's had such a large hand in shaping the society we live in now if by doing nothing else by but by putting a by if You don't take anything else into account just for putting the line in the sand when nobody else would or could or wanted to risk it. Just someone who put a hard line in the sand and was like, cross it, cross it so I could tell you that I'm serious about what I'm saying. (laughs) I welcome the opportunity to prove what I'm saying. You see, you see? So he really thought for that and for many other reasons that the youth of america had every right to know who this person was and every right to have that person filtered through the eyes of an african-american who loves his culture loves the greater culture of just humanity is is down for all of it He believed that his version of that story, his art, was historically accurate to the vibes enough that the youth of America would be better served that day by going and seeing that movie instead of sitting in school, learning all the things that the colonial education system is still teaching us. And that's real whether you went to school here or somewhere else, you're still being indoctrinated into a colonial mindset. Every history book you've ever read is written from the point of a colonist, unless you're talking about Zinn and the people's history of the United States, or I can't even think of another book like that. He was supposed to be working on a people's history of the world, but it was just an insurmountable task. And then unfortunately he died Rest in peace, Howard Zinn. But outside of that, any history book that you're reading, any history book you've ever learned out of, was written from the point of view of the colonizer. Absolutely and completely. That's why you only know colon colonial revisionist history. That's all you know. You don't know anything outside of that because it was it's not in the books. Um, so history is written by the winners. true. History is written by the oppressor. So I took those words really seriously. And as a Mars in the 10th house person who has so much of that 10th house energy, I have always been the kind of person who... Can push a cause forward because I believe the things I believe in I believe in completely and if I don't believe I don't believe it at all (laughs) that that I think this is why I need to hang out with my friends that I've had since I was five because like it I watched that tree grow You know, I have to... This is also why I have so many Aquarians in my life right now all of a sudden. Because I need to be able to look all the way through you. You have to be transparent energetically. And then I'm down. Then I'm cool. Anyway. Because if you're wondering what was the connection there. Because if I don't believe... There's no half belief. There's no like that person is kind of a good person or that person's kind of cool or no, that's all just niceties. Either I fuck with you or I don't. Um, Yeah, so I really was like, yes, (laughs) I need to I need to do this. And I talked a bunch of the girls that I went to school with into doing it as well. And uh, we were very clear with the teachers and the faculty that we were indeed going to cut school and go see the movie and uh they were very kind and of course receptive you know it's only but a few girls there's only 20 something girls in the whole class um and of course when you get to a certain level of money I think that they find any sort of desire to educate yourself you know adorable quaint cute you know yes of course girls go see the film of course you should um but perhaps you could wait until third period or so because we have such and such and such in the morning and you know it was done with a lot of civility and we went and it was allowed and um and everything was in that very white school from having been around just dominicans and puerto ricans and haitians jamaicans for like nine years of schooling from kindergarten to eighth grade right to go from that to like a completely white school um I don't know like it was getting to be like late you know what I mean it was getting to be late into my being there already like I was becoming I wasn't a freshman anymore and like I was popular and I was like established you know what I mean I was starting to perhaps (laughs) even felt like I belonged Mm. so we go see the movie and through most of it I'm just shocked at how much I didn't know. And then as I'm watching it, I'm becoming more and more shocked that anyone let this movie be made. And then as we get towards the end of the movie, and, and, and of course I have to say this all the way through, from beginning to end, I'm thinking Denzel Washington is one of the greatest actors that's ever lived. And Spike Lee is absolutely one of the best directors to have ever lived, to have ever done it. And then we start to get towards the end of the film. And something that I had just been watching, you know, it was exactly like Spike said, it was like a history lesson, a very well done reenactment. It was dope. (laughs) But towards the end of the movie, quite unexpectedly actually, Uh, My other hero is, you know, out there. Like, all of a sudden, Muhammad Ali is up in the... You see what I'm saying? Like Then, quite suddenly, he's in Saudi, and he's in Mecca, and he's going to Hajj. And then it went from being something that I was watching about a person who found their way and then once he found his way he wanted to show everybody else that empowerment and it was deeply moving the whole time I was basically in tears the whole time just from the performance the the beauty of the way it shot everything everything the power The raw power, the Taurian power that that man had just like coming through the screen. Denzel just taking it on. And it was, you know, I was immersed. It was wonderful, but it was still a thing that I was watching. There was still some back brain part of me that was observing, you know? And then he's at Hajj. And for some reason, now I'm crying, but I can't explain why. I'm actually trying to not cry now. Because now I know if I cry, I'm going to start sobbing. Not the kind of crying you're allowed to get away with in a movie theater. You know what I'm saying? Like sobbing. I knew it. And I just started choking myself back. Like, yo, what are you doing? Like, stop it. You can't. And the more they showed him there. I just. You know, because that was me. When he looked over. and He saw those white people sitting there. He realized that there were white Muslims. (laughs) And he looked over that way and this way. And there's Asians and there's Africans and there's white people and russians and all types of shit when he's sitting there with all those people because i think the reason i was watching it and not living it through the first part is because i am a stickler for the philosophy of a thing i don't care about the rest and the philosophy, the basic philosophy of Islam was missing from that beginning part, right? Basic, basic, basic philosophy, we're all the same. All humans under the sun, were all exactly the same. Exactly, 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 exactly the fucking same, period. And as soon as I saw that that wasn't the case i was i was listening i was observing i understood i knew exactly where it was coming from i understood why i needed to be that way i was right there but my heart wasn't you see what i'm saying my heart was like nah i'm not no i don't ascribe to that i don't it doesn't matter who's saying it no i don't no one is better than anyone else not for this reason or that no it doesn't matter no no because of it no no not because of nothing not because of nothing do we know that you need a black woman's genetics, an African woman's genetics, to make all the other humans on the planet and she has the stem cells for everything? Yes. Yes. <laughs> there are degrees to which our genetics seem to work. When it, and it depends on how much melanin we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, of course, I'm not going to argue with science. But is anybody better than anybody else? No. No. Because now we're talking about this is philosophical, right? We're talking about soul. We're talking about the value of a of a being. No one one being does not have more value than another, for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. So my heart wasn't in it, you know, because like I can't I can't talk myself into stuff like that. Like I can't talk my heart into stuff or out of stuff. So I was watching. I was amazed. I was moved. But okay. And then he goes there and he has that like monumental realization like, wait a minute, like, I love this religion. I love the path I have chosen to the source. I love this path, but yo, I don't think I was walking it right. Cause look at all these people walking the same path. I don't think I was on this path. I think I need to jump on this path. And once that happened, I don't know, man, I felt like my heart exploded. (laughs) (laughs) To watch a man of such power transform. First from what society had deemed a criminal and fuck society for starters. To a soldier in the cause, absolutely. To an intellectual, in true and rightful place of any human. When he saw that equality, when he saw that egalitarianism, when he saw the equanimity between the people there, it did something to him to watch a man of that caliber, that much pride, that much strength change once and then again and then again. You see, because it could be argued that he changed in prison, like so many do argue this, that people convert in prison to whatever they convert to out of a necessity. Okay, sure, maybe you can explain the first time away, but why change again When you're standing at the pinnacle of the leadership of an extremely powerful group. Why change again? It says something about his character, God rest his soul. That he was never in it for the power or the acclaim or the, or the, or the, I don't, I don't even know what to call it. Whatever it is that organized religion tries to do to us. It showed that it was never about that. It showed that that first change was authentic and real, that he had changed not because he was in prison, but because he saw something in himself. He recognized God within himself. And to honor that, he wanted to mirror on the outside what he knew was on the inside. He found himself, and that led him to God. A lot of people find God to find themselves. He found himself, and was like, word, all praise to the Most High, got it. But it just shows you that the commitment was never to anything else. The commitment was always to the truth, Taurus. The commitment was always to the truth even when inconvenient. And so standing at a pinnacle of power, he chose instead to, again, recognize the royalty within himself, the power, the god, the godliness, the divinity. And when he looked around at all the other people who were holding this divinity within themselves, he realized that none of these people gave a fuck what the other person looked like. And he was like, oh, shit, this, this is doper than I thought it was. <laughs> like, I already thought this shit was mad dope. <laughs> but, like, yo, this is even better. Once that happened, my heart was like, yes. And once my heart said yes, I was all the way in to the point where I forgot I was watching a movie. And I forgot, unfortunately for me, I forgot to remember. Remember. I forgot to remember what happened next. So when it happened, I was screaming at the screen. (laughs) I could see why they looked at us and nodded us the way they did when we left to go see that movie because they knew. They knew that some of us the three or four minorities there that we weren't going to come back the same because see those other girls that did come back the same they watched something about an interesting figure interesting figure from history that maybe they even related to a little bit maybe they I mean everyone thought he was handsome everyone uh, everyone thought he was charming everyone thought he was compelling and I'm sure it was a really great experience for them And some of us watched a person of color come into their own and then find enlightenment. And then in the next moment, get cut down. You hear that lawnmower? (laughs) Take a break. Take a break. Take a break. Smoke something. Yo, drink something. You know what I got here? I'm just trying to lighten the mood until this motherfucker's done trimming that one hedge that he really needs to fucking trim right now. (laughs) Because it's so nice out here. It's so chill. Like, I want to keep giving you guys these vibes, you know? Drink something. So there I was. Oh, this is Choco Espresso or whatever. It's hot chocolate and espresso boy (laughs) now this shit is hype I love this so I'm yelling at the screen you know like OD yelling at the screen like no stop no like what no what do you and then they show that he got shot okay we could go inside and then it shows that he got shot And it was so obvious, right, that it wasn't the people who were standing there who actually had done it, that it was really obvious that he had been assassinated. It was really obvious that it was by the government. And this man who I had just, 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 you know, just a couple of scenes before realized that he had had that moment, that moment that I've always equated with Islam. People are always like, well, how do you do what you do? And you got mad gay friends and you're bisexual and all this and like that. You also say that you're Muslim. Listen, I'm not talking about anything except that moment. That moment that they illustrate in that movie, that moment where he looks around and he's like, fuck, yo, we're all the same. Like, I feel equal. I feel powerful. No one's asking to take my power. No one's asking to make me feel guilty. No one's asking me for my money. No one's asking me for nothing. No one's telling me what to do. All I have to do here is go meditate over here and go meditate over there and walk with these people and eat with these people. And we all have to wear exactly the same thing. And no matter what you have or what you don't have, you're all just wearing white sheets and no one can tell. You got to shave your head. You got to get rid of every sign, every sign of status and power and wealth because your skin doesn't count either. So none of the rest of it can either. Nothing, nothing. That moment, that moment where you're like, yes, you see, like, that's brotherhood. That's like true humanity to me. Like, we're all just exactly the fucking same. No matter what your choices are outside of what we've, what we've already said. Outside of the horrific. Right? If you're hurting other human beings you <laughs> If you're if you're hurting other human beings, we need to look at you. If you're hurting children, we should kill you. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. Actually, I have I have all kinds of ideas of how it should even be done. <laughs> you want to hear them? Um So he has this moment, and then boom, snatched away. And in the moments in between, your mind is reeling with the possibility, oh my God, now that he realizes this with his intellect, with his, oh God-given ability to compel, with his raw intelligence that then is sharpened by study and just a natural born communicative confidence. Oh, what Malcolm will do, what he will be able to do now that he gets it. And then in the next moment, you shoot him like that? Right when he figured it the fuck out? Right when he was about to bring people together in a way that would be unstoppable? Right then, right then, you were so erst that you had to do it that publicly, you couldn't even wait and fucking stick him with a needle in his toe when he was in the hospital or some shit, Bob Marley style. You had to do it like that? No, you didn't have to do it like that. You wanted to do it like that. You wanted him publicly executed. You wanted there to be photos. You wanted there to be people. You wanted somebody standing up and saying, get your hand out of my fucking pocket. You wanted to sully his name. You wanted to turn him into just another black on black crime statistic. Some meaningless someone or other who, at some meaningless gathering or other, happened to lose his meaningless life. Just like all the other ones. Right? And then all of a sudden, my tears that I had been crying through the whole movie, they were hot. And my whole face was hot. And I realized that my blood was boiling. And my friend looked over at me, my best friend who was a Capricorn, and was like, do you have a fever? And I was like, no, I'm just mad. Because there was something about leaving him be and letting him talk his shit when he was divisive. That was all right. Right? That was all right. But then, as soon as he was talking about, no, 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 hold up, we're all the same. My bad, I was wrong. Then, right away, just like that, before he has a chance to do anything, you just snuff him out? That's the part that gets me. The calculation. That's the part that gets me. There is a concerted effort to not let the people rise. And the only way that the people can't rise is if they're not together. So there's a concerted effort to keep people separate all the time. It's funded with billions. It exists throughout departments, throughout different branches of government, throughout the legal system, throughout the penal system, actually all throughout the judicial system, all the way up. Through the policing of the people, all of it. Different health programs, different community-based programs, all, everything done with this intention in mind, even zoning laws. You heard what Kara, Swen, and Nick Cannon were talking about. Liquor store and a library on the same block. Even the zoning laws. Even what gets to be put where. All of it. Everything around you is meant to make you feel like we are all different. We're too different to ever get along, to ever relate, to ever unite. All of it is done to reinforce this separation. And not because they're doing it just for themselves. They want to sit on top of the pile. No, no, no. Because division is the only way to keep any control. That's it. Everything That you come into contact with every day. From what you watch, to what you listen to, to what you wear. To where you go and how you get there. To what you engage in and what you don't engage in. To what you're legally allowed to do and not do. Did you know that some people are allowed to park wherever they want? Of course they are, because they can just pay the ticket, right? Everything everywhere around you is meant to reinforce to you that we are not the same why why such a concerted effort across all fronts to reinforce to us that we are not the same why whenever someone starts saying that we are the same does that person get crucified? I mean, what wasn't that what upset them so much about Christ? It's the same thing. Why is it that that one singular message that is so plainly obvious to any three children, regardless of who or what or where, why don't little white babies run away from little black babies? <laughs> because they're not stupid. <laughs> like, this is so dumb. But but Hollywood does a very good job. You have to realize that you're constantly being hypnotized also into this dynamic. I was just watching Glass the other day, and it occurred to me that every time Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood wants to put a security guard in a scene, it's got to be a black man. Unless the security guard is racist, in which case it's a white man. W- w- why? This has nothing to do with art. None of it. It has nothing to do with art. Art is an is a inconvenient byproduct <laughs> that they're always trying to somehow distance themselves from. The rest of it is just straight fucking programming. You're being programmed all the time, all around you, to reinforce to you that we are not the same. And the reason it is being reinforced to you is because it is the singular, most powerful concept, philosophically, theologically, that you will ever come across. And it is the harnesser of enormous life energy and potential. Once you start vibing with the belief that we are all exactly the same, things get real fun. Things also get very dangerous because there's something real funny about realizing that we're all the same. As soon as you realize we're all the same, you can't wait to tell people. (laughs) You want to tell everyone around you like, hey, did you realize that we're exactly all the same? Oh, you don't think we are? You're a piece of shit. Get away from me. (laughs) <laughs> and then you start to realize that the only people you want to be around are people who also absolutely to their core believe that we're all exactly the same no I think it was okay when Nib God rest his soul I think it was all good when Nip was just doing Nip, you know? Because he was, like, under the radar with his, like, his African ways, you know? Community building and shit. Like, Africans can't help that. It's just, it's in their blood. I think he was under the radar enough that, to be honest, people in power probably weren't Taking him that serious. And that was fine. But something happened, you know? Like, Nip had his moment where he just realized that the only tide worth Anything is the tide that lifts all boats. (laughs) And that's a very powerful concept of unity to have when you come from a place that has systematically, on the federal funding level, been ground zero for a war against your people that is carried out mainly Separating you guys from each other to come from that to come from that to a place of no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. We have to be one that very simple concept, and then opens the doors to many things. And for NIP, that meant opening the door to everything, for everybody. because it, you know, Leo, big heart. And once that door was opened, you know, the power, and the life, and the truth that flows out of a courageous Leo heart. Like that's that Rasta lion shit, right? So once that (laughs) happened, once that, you know, really took him over and really started informing everything that he was doing, his life just blossomed, mashallah, in so many beautiful ways. And I feel like he was still really like low with a lot of stuff that he was doing because he was so cognizant of how, like, you can't grow up in this era and be, like, a like a rap fanatic and not really, really understand what happened to Tupac. Like, when Tupac got shot, I was in a cab. It was, like, early in the morning. I used to take cabs to school, whatever, don't judge me. Um... And it came on the radio that Tupac had been shot six times in the groin and I don't know if he had been shot the morning the the night before or whatever cuz I was at home and I couldn't do shit at home. Um so I had no idea. But then when I heard them talking about it like just I don't know everything just like froze like everything because, like, this was somebody who was, like, close enough to our age who would be talking, like, really, really, really wild shit. Like, every time you saw a Tupac interview, every time you heard something about Tupac, like, he was on some really wild shit. Like, he was on his wild Gemini shit. Like, no, this is not the way it's supposed to be. No, they're killing us. They're beating us up. Like, I remember listening to some of the stuff that Tupac was saying about what was going on in L.A., and as a South Asian girl living in New York City, I had no idea. My first exposure to even really fucking knowing what was going on was like this, that, and the Rodney King stuff. like I, like we didn't know. We had no idea what was being done in LA to the concentrated you know communities of black people. We had no idea. And Pac was out here, like, really blowing the fucking whistle, like, in every direction, every time he could get, like, a platform, somehow he was getting it in there. He was just, you know, brazenly, in true Gemini fashion, just like, yeah, this is what they're doing. This is what's happening to us, like, I, and and past the point of, like, victimhood, past the point of victimization, past the point of, like, help us, like, no. Just just don't ask me why I move the way I move. I move this way because this is what's happening. I don't need your help. I just need you to get the fuck out of my way and not judge me. Like, can you just support me? <laughs> can you just support me and just realize that I'm a soldier in this cause? And then finding out that he had left the hospital like the same day on some crazy shit cuz he was saying, and it was on the fucking radio that he said that they were trying to kill him that the government was trying to kill him like cre- like think about that like a a a very 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 famous rapper it, it, who's famous like in his prime he's already famous in his prime is saying that the government is trying to kill him <laughs> so when i Like, woke up and I saw it. There was a part of me that was sitting in that cab. You know? Because Tupac lived through that moment. But that was the moment where my, like, heart sank. Because for some reason, when they said that he got shot, like, six times. I was like, yo, they're trying to kill him. Like, they're going to kill him. They're going to kill him. And then, to find out. That basically NIP was executed. You know, again, there's a reason that it had to be these guys standing up during Malcolm's talk and saying, get your hand out of my pocket. There's a reason that it had to be right there in front of his store like that. It's a message. We told y'all to stop. We told y'all to stop with everything with the with the with the blockchain shit, with the money, with the you know what I'm saying, the crypto store, with everything with with everything, with the doc, with everything, like we got an HIV drug that's going to cure HIV, we got the rollout coming up, and you're trying to put this documentary out, you're trying to roll that shit out at the same time, trying to fuck our shit up like push a T what are you what are you doing? Like do you understand this is eight hundred million plus in the making, not even probably triple that? And you and your fucking little documentary and whatever the fuck you got going on in this little story that you think you're going to get in our fucking way. You crazy? (laughs) You better get the fuck out of (laughs) here. You better get the fuck out of here. Like, you remember how many times they tried to kill Bob Marley before they actually got away with it? You see, because liberation when Malcolm was talking about it had to do with like step one, like, no, don't let this shit divide you. No good people, good people, no matter what color they are. Stop. Don't let this shit divide you. Don't give into this fucking programming. And Tupac was like, Tupac was, was the, the, the evolution of that into, into the warrior. You know what I mean? Like, like Malcolm was a thinker. You know what I mean? Malcolm was a thinker. (laughs) Yo, can you imagine the amount of stuff that we could have learned from that man? I'm so mad about it. Like, I got so many bows to pick when this particular episode of the simulation is over. Like I got so I got a fucking notepad full of critiques. I have, I have. My Yelp review is not looking very friendly right now. <laughs> no, I'm being ungrateful. Allah forgive me. I'm just, I'm just. You know what I'm saying. That truth evolved with Tupac into, you know, a soldier, like shooting undercover cops and shit, like a soldier. And then that truth evolved again with Nip. It did. Because he was born into that soldier life, basically. Like, he's been on record saying that he wasn't, like, his family wasn't in a gang or anything like that. But, like, that's what was around him. The, the circumstances of his environment determined that that was his life. And he went from that to the next level of equality, which is in money and banking, and crypto. You see, he evolved that fight for freedom from first thinking about it to talking about it and getting it out there to doing the thing that has to be done for that real freedom to be attained, and boom. Executed. Executed in a certain way with a message. My sister-in-law saw the Russian mob take out a dude in the diamond district a few years ago it's probably been a while now smoke something smoke something this is a good story and i think i told you already that they 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 shot this dude and i was talking to my friend alex about it and i was like yo why they shoot him like that like they should could have shot him when he was like going to work or whatever or like in the morning you know what i mean when he was driving in from brooklyn whatever like why they have to shoot him like that he was like oh it was a message like, we'll come here in the middle of the fucking day. Yo, they shot him in the middle of the fucking day, running down the fucking street in the Diamond District. They shot him right there in the middle of the fucking day, dead in the fucking street. Why? Why do it like that? I remember asking him, like, why? Why, Alex? Why do they do it like that? He was like, it was a message. Like, if you if you owe us and you don't pay us, you think that we're afraid of the broad daylight? We'll come to where you are, where you work, right in front of your fucking store and kill you there. Just to send a fucking message that you not fucking safe. We get you anywhere. Don't play with us. Sound fucking familiar? Yo, that shit is intentional. It's a message. It's a message. Whatever you think, whatever you think you got, whatever solidarity, whatever power to the people shit you got going on. Listen, it's nothing. Nothing. None of this shit scares us. We'll come to your fucking hood. Use your own fucking people. Kill you right in front of your own fucking spot just so everybody else knows. Oh, you thought he was doing some ill shit? Well, he was doing some ill shit because he thought he was safe. Look what they did to him. You know what they did to Nip? Remember what they did to Nip? Right in front of his own store, man. This th- That's it. That's on the street right now, right? That's everybody's living rooms, that's everybody's cypher, that's everybody everywhere talking about, yo, right in front of his, whole, his own store like that, they had to do him like that? No, they did it like that on purpose, just so we would be having these conversations like this. And, and you want me to be even more fucked up? You think it's a coincidence that certain purveyors of culture were away from what they were doing on tour or doing this or doing that, and certain people were tied up in other things when this particular thing came out? You think it's by accident that that should happen when half the world was asleep? Europe was asleep. New York was going to sleep. Most people, why? Because then the Instagram postings don't catch fire in the same way. Why? Because, listen, what did I tell you? This is a concerted effort on every level of everything you see around you. You think I'm joking? You want me to turn into one of those ho-tap motherfuckers for a second? Why is everything nude white? Even around you right now, there's some nude shit that's not nude. It's, it's Caucasian, it's white, it's not nude. You see what I'm saying? Like, everywhere, on every fucking level, all fucking around you, this is a concerted effort. Wherever you find people coming together and not and not being asked. To participate in some way. You see what I'm saying? There's no donations. There's no part. There's just a sense of community, a sense of we are all the same. We are all together. Wherever you find that, wherever that is, just know that that community is surrounded by people who are constantly people, programs, energy, everything to disrupt that. Everywhere you find it, just know that that's what's going on all around it. Because that sense of community, equality, brotherly love, whatever you want to call it, the the energetic potential that that has. In the book, I talk about this energy grid over the world that different authorities keep their eye on and plan things according to. Within that, look within that construct with me for a second and you will see that wherever you have groups of people coming together solely out of a need to build community and equality and brotherhood and sisterhood amongst each other, on that grid, those are the brightest points of light. That is what moves us forward in our mental and emotional evolution. That's the only evolution we have yet to conquer. And so wherever you find those bright points of light, you are going to find people who are just fine with the level, level of evolution we're at and would like to keep us in, and they've done this before, the Dark Ages. And we will quickly descend into a form of the Dark Ages if we don't mind And acknowledge what's happening right now. The passing of Nip is the murder. The assassination of Nipsey Hussle. Is a flashing red light. It's an alarm. (laughs) Things are getting very, very real. And you gotta ask why what's coming next that you want people like this out of the way and you better believe it is so what do we do how do we do how do we deal how do we heal how do we move forward well i've told you before three days three days a morning and then you have to move yourself forward Because you also need to let that soul rest. That soul needs rest. That soul left here before he was ready at all. He needs rest. He needs closure. We owe him that. And we also owe him and everybody in that long line of martyrs for the cause. We owe him. To build community. To to genuinely, from your heart, look around at the people and know that they are the same as you and treat them as if they are the same as you. And demand that they treat you as being the same as them. And from that, letting whatever natural action springs letting it be creating it writing it recording it singing it playing it talking about it hosting dinners doing you know starting project whatever it is that you do when you do it through that lens and you do it knowing how much blood is being spilled just for this just for this simple sense of unity that any two children have when they don't know any better, just for that. When you know how much you owe that cause and you owe those people who have fallen in this war already, then you know where to take this. Then you know that although your heart may hurt and it may hurt for a long time, That you let that soul rest, but you also honor that soul. By doing the same type of shit in your own communities, in your friendships, in your family. Being aware of the effort around you and not buying into it. Not thinking less of yourself. Not letting others think less of you. Take that Malcolm stuff. Take that Tupac stuff. Take that Nip stuff. Keep it all with you. All of those things apply. Not just one. You are better. You are better than anyone who thinks that some people are better than others. (laughs) I'm just joking. All right. That was easier than I thought and harder than I thought. But one thing remains true, as always. I love you. Uh, I miss you guys. <laughs> we should do a junk food episode soon. I can't wait to get back to New York in a couple of weeks, just for a week. Uh, some really cool anchor stuff coming up, but I also want to do the Art Crystal podcast from New York, uh, and just really get into it with you. Man, it's mind-blowing stuff. But until then, let's do junk food next week. We got Psycho-Cybernetics animated version coming out tonight, inshallah. That's going to be super dope, and I'll try to have that meditation done for it as well. All right, fam. We'll talk more about this, though. This is not... This this conversation is not over by any means. Keep your head up. If you're hurting, Noah, I'm hurting with you. I love you.